0: Graffiti, as the name itself, is not an odd. Put your mark on society in uh, in uh, doing something in society. I've screwed it up a little bit, but nevertheless, you got the message. Yes,
1: you got the message. Put your mark on society. What you write? TKJ1, CBS, WAI, and Can Do Crew. Yes, nice to meet
0: you. Nice to meet you, man. Um, I've been seeing your stuff for a while. Um, It was in the war videos, I believe, was when I first saw your stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really good friends with Kenner. We all grew up together, actually. You know, there was a bunch of us that managed to grow up together and went our own separate ways, but did really good things in our own. You know? Right. Like, Kenner... Those war videos, I don't know what happened to the end of them and I haven't even heard from him for a while. I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. You know, but those things were awesome. It was, they were ahead of their time. I really loved all those videos.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find the clip of you putting, uh, your tikis up and then, um, I found it just by like, I guess by proxy, I saw other ones and I was like, oh cool. It's still posted up where you're like, um, I don't know what the exact mix was, but you're like either latexing it or you were cementing it. Oh yeah, I was cementing it. That's I was what's probably up.
1: Cementing it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that is a yeah, sick was- ass approach. I love that approach. Not a lot of people go out of their way and think about longevity that way.
1: It was really more about getting away from the flat surface. It was really about creating new surfaces within the fabric of the urban landscape. So even perhaps people would come up and maybe even paint my tikis or catch a tag on my tikis or do something that you would do as if it was a flat wall. You know, um, that video footage was really awesome. Uh It was uh, a reporter from Time Magazine came out my freshman year of college at Otis. And uh they did some film footage of me with the tiki heads and were able to do an article later on that year. It was really cool. You know?
0: That's awesome. I, congratulations on that. Most artists have to wait till they're dead to get attention like that.
1: You know what? I'll tell you what, like, uh, the reporter infiltrated my studio undercover. Uh, she lived out in New York and, uh, we actually met each other on a platform called Flickr. And I had my, uh, I had my assistant at the time set up a meeting with us to hang out thinking it was just, you know, uh, we're all just like-minded. In the urban arts and, and street arts and things, you know, and, uh, she got in my studio and she's like, I got a confession to make. I'm a reporter from Time Magazine and we're doing a story on this. Are you okay with that? And I went, let me think about this. Yes, yes, I am okay (laughs) with that. And it was really cool. Yeah. No, I was really excited. I couldn't even believe it. Like I, I had no idea that I, I really understood the strength of social media at that time, being able to reach out around the world by showing your work on, on, um, photographic platforms.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, um, yeah, um, I was just looking at some 2005 stuff that I just did and, Mm -hmm. uh, I was looking at, I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm doing this at 2005. This guy's getting into magazines in 2005. Like a lot of people don't understand, don't understand like history about certain things. And uh, that was pretty historic to me. That's pretty badass. I don't know too many graffiti writers that um, get profiled that way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, actually, um, uh, I'm planning a a new mission later on in 2023 that's going to involve another huge concrete tiki head. So I can't wait to get that going. I'm going to try to document the whole thing and actually film it this time.
0: That's badass. I look I forward to understand. that.
1: Oh yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I, I need to start getting back into my work. It's just been a rough year. I uh, suffered a lot of loss in family and friends and I'm just taking the time to heal a bit before I go back out there and start doing stuff again.
0: Wow. So we got like some crazy old, uh, some crazy little statues and everything to look forward to.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Maybe even some extra big ones as well. I don't want to like give up anything because it's going to be a surprise. Uh, They're going to be very site specific to the location, so uh, I don't want to say anything just yet.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. um, Do Do you consider it sculpture or statue? Like, what do you consider it? I mean, it's just.
1: Yeah, I mean, a sculpture is just anything that's three-dimensional, so like it's, I took my tiki head from the two dimensions and brought it to a three-dimension, which made it a sculpture in the end, and my medium of concrete, I think, serves the purpose of showing that it's an urban art. It's used for the city, right, even though it's a natural head. Um, I believe in my tiki head. It says a lot about me, especially since it's related to the Easter Island Moai heads, you know those. Those guys, uh, they tower above you on the ground, but yet they're really rooted in the earth very deeply. And I feel the same way about myself. You know, like, uh, it's just like I'm
0: here, but my roots are really deep and I'm really a part of the earth. What made you want to write the name Tiki? How, how did that come about? Um,
1: so She started writing a few years after I would started writing and we had met him and he was uh trying to figure out his own name and i i gave him that name touche and back then i used to just simply write tj t and a j a y maybe i'd spell out the j and then i started making my tiki heads and touche said why don't you write tiki j and i thought it was a really good fit and very apropos since he had named me and i I had named him, you know, so it was a really cool way of in exchange it evened out <laughs> that's pretty and, cool, yeah, no it was really funny because you know back then, Brock and Touche and taser they were just vicious to each other, vicious, vicious, vicious to each other, like you know you would just buy a burger and they would knock it out of your hands onto the ground, say some shit like, Down with the king, <laughs> <You> know, like down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and one, day, one day, one day they got Touche and then Touche got him right back. And I was like, yeah, you should write Touche, you know, because you got him right back like that. And then that's how his name got together, you know. That's a clever name. Yeah, man. He he did well by it and he's doing, uh, he's doing great things. His illustrations are sick. You know, he's always been a great illustrator. He's a dope artist and you know, I'm really happy to know him.
0: Where did you start writing?
1: Uh, I started writing in LA in, oh. in uh, in redondo beach you know i um <clears throat> i started break dancing and then i met some writers because they were busting from la into the valley and then i started skateboarding and i met this guy who started a skateboard company called la bronx who did strictly graffiti graphics from graffiti writers onto the skateboard decks which was way ahead of its time at that point he introduced me to crews like ksn and, West coast. He brought me down to the motor yard in Belmont. And (laughs) I eventually started going to youth group at church and I went to a youth group camp and that's where I met big five and jigs and this guy named corrupt and keg. And, uh, you, you know, it was like, it was inevitable that birds of a feather, you know, managed to flock together. Right. Like, and we met each other back then and that was graffiti in the South Bay. It was us. And, uh, you know, there was other people that came along shortly after, people like Ditch and Touche and Snow and Kenner and High Five and all those guys. We were all writers from the same, which was crazy because there was no writing in the South Bay, especially in Redondo, you know, like, or Manhattan Beach. There was no graffiti of any type. There might have been a couple of games, but it was definitely not L.A. style graffiti, which I think we brought our own brand to the table on that one. You know, just being from the same place and being influenced by each other. I think that there's a special brand of graffiti writer that should be recognized just for the South Bay, and and not just them, Orange County too, Long Beach. I mean, all of the places like where where it was isolated unto themselves, where they have developed their own style, right? I think that kind of happened with with all of us during the progression of graffiti in the eighties and
0: nineties. Right. Yeah. That's a I would say that that was probably the the golden era. Would you say that that was the golden era? People were actually still putting in work. (laughs) Right. Man, I I totally feel that.
1: There's going to be a lull right now. The same thing that happened to skateboarding, but the people that are dope are going to keep riding and, and making that progression happen. You know, that's our job to do that. It's our job to help progress, like, that's one of the reasons why I got into teaching. It's like, I don't think that there's any better service than helping people. And I believe that's what I do in the classroom. What's really sad is that I I really try to, to help these, you know, young folks, but I don't want to say anything. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's really difficult. You know, I've, I've really had to, to, Make my curriculum a lot smaller. Like, for instance, I, when I worked at the Art Institute, I used to give homework every week, plus you did a midterm and a final. Now I have one assignment that lasts half the semester and I oh. it up. And it's still like difficult for students to keep up with that. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, it, it's really hard because it doesn't seem like the effort's being put in these days and that's really sad. Um, but I still am fighting a good fight. Uh, I, I still get really rewarded by helping people and seeing them grow within art. Art's not easy to learn, and especially going to school to learn it. I mean, you're doing the right
0: thing, but you should let us teachers help you out yeah, once in a while. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I feel that way. Um, well, especially if you're coming from graph or anything, maybe, you know, I should only just speak on graph. but. Um, Coming from that, it's, it's very frowned upon when it comes to, um, wanting to learn or get your skills better by going to school. Um, so many friends and myself included, I didn't even want to do it either. I was like, well, well I mean, what are they going to teach me? I'm already out here painting, you know, and, uh, that's a, that's, I can understand that attitude because that was the attitude that I had. And my wife had told me, um, she was like, well, you know, you could try, you could try that out and see, see, you know, where you're at. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think I had one, um, this lady, she, she kind of sealed the deal. She called me and said, Oh, see that you were interested in, uh, signing up for art or signing up for college and some classes. And, uh, do you think that you want to try that and, uh, still go through with it? And I was like, well, um, kind of, kind of good. Uh, I feel like I, I've, I know, you know, I know my stuff. And she was like, well, the gist of what she said was, um, well, you, you need to learn the rules before you can break the rules.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Picasso said the same thing I, he said, I learned it your way and now I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing that college does though, it just affords you more opportunities, right? Like, and I'm sure you didn't mind learning new stuff as well. You know, I, 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 I enjoy learning and I'm, I'm still learning. In fact, I learn a lot from my students. In fact, I learn a lot more when I teach them because now I have to be able to figure out how to explain to you how to do this, you know, um, but uh, I, I, I will always encourage learning. I will always say you guys should go to school. Like I would never have been afforded the opportunities to be an artist and do artistic kinds of things that make me get paid had I not gone to school. School's not just about learning your trade. It's about building your network. It's about meeting the people that are going to get you into that field. My teacher used to say, your network is your net worth. That's right, Drew Placos. I haven't forgotten. You know, it's the people that you know. I mean, think about it. You're in the animation studio, and you, you're going to hire the person's friend before you go to the, the you know, applications, right? Like, you're going to hire the person that you know. And your network is what you make at school more than just the skills that you learn. Cause you don't really, I mean, you learn the skills, but sometimes it takes a while to master them, but it's that network that'll get you where you need to be by the time you master those skills.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I had a really good art teacher when I first uh, started going to class for that. And um she was amazing. And then I had a shitty teacher after that I had a second guy and you could just tell that he hated the shit. You could tell he hated what he was doing. He had no passion anymore. It was like he was angry at angry at the students. It I don't know, I could I could just be taking it that way, but it really seemed like he he, he wasn't loving it anymore and you could tell by it, it reflected in his work. And uh yeah, that's horrible. I mean, if I would have a teacher like you, I would have been like All over that shit, I'm sure.
1: I'll tell you, man, it's hard. Sometimes the students make me want to quit, make me want to stop, but I, I get back up, pull my bootstraps up and I get back in there, man. You know, like it's my job to help them get better. Like if I don't, if they don't get better, I didn't do my job, you know, and it's really difficult, man. I'll tell you, being a teacher right now, especially right now, especially in Nevada with the The, you know, lowest education rating in the U S, it's very difficult. And I don't want to use that as an excuse. That's why I keep going back in there, even if I get beat up. You know, they're, they're really tough to deal with sometimes. Um, and I respect all the teachers out there. You go get them, man.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I respect, um, I respect teachers too. I mean, I probably wasn't the best student. But um, yeah, I definitely could see like why it would be difficult to teach people, especially, especially like you know, I mean, art is one thing. I love art, but teaching teaching kids anything would be difficult as hell. I could see it with my kids. I could see it with with everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm sure you know. I'm um, sure you know. Yeah, so because
1: like, they already know how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool, man. I would, you know, like, if we're going to make mistakes, we should make them in school anyway. I, I made mistakes, too. I did some things in school that, it, you know, what comes around, goes around. That's all I know. <laughs> what comes around, goes around. So if you put it out there, it'll come back for you.
0: Did you have any really good, um, like, anybody take you under, under their wing, like, mentorship, as far as, like, graph or artistic-wise?
1: Well, like I was saying about that, um, LA Bronx skateboard company Tatum was the owner of that company and he actually is the one that gave me my introduction to graffiti and actually you know gave me sort of a code of honor on how to do graffiti um you know like he he taught me that you know you don't paint on someone's private property you don't paint on someone's house their car um but bridge pole sidewalk alleyways something like that yeah you know, like, I, I know what I'm doing is illegal, but I don't feel like I need to make people victims just because I'm trying to, you know, create artwork or, or get my name up, you know. And so I'm very specific about locations that I choose to write on. I I try, like I said, I try not to do anything that would offend the pri- private sector. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't want to be shunned, right? Like, um, and I don't want to make you sick of me. So I'm not trying to destroy. I'm trying to create.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, It is all about placement. The the more that you're in the game, you start to understand placement and how everything will run. Yeah.
1: No, Tatum even taught me like you know you don't you're not supposed to cap someone unless you do something better. You know, and a lot of these toys are going around just capping dual pieces with nothing but stupid tags. You know, a lot of times they have no can control, and and a lot of times they're just ordinary citizens that think that oh this is a place where I can just write my name because they don't understand our own politics on how we make a gallery out of our graffiti work you know and it, it it's just all about education in the end I'm sure but that's what that's that's what Tatum did for me he gave me this mentorship he gave me rules to stand by and um, you know it, it makes me feel like uh, I'm doing something honorable in that way. Right? Like I'm already risking life, limb and freedom to do my work. You know, I don't want to like destroy something. I want to make something beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, I like to, uh, add to the landscape that way. And sometimes even when I'm wheat pasting, which is really frowned upon in graph, um, mm. with wheat pasting, I always try yeah. to make it. Yeah. I always try to make it look like it's supposed to be there. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. That's a great way. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think that that's awesome that you're, you're trying to do that. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like how, how, uh, meat pasting slap tags, writing graffiti, they all have their separations. It's almost like, um, some people frown upon one art different from another art. And it's just like, it's all, we're all just putting in work out there. I don't understand, you know, going back to my point about beautifying, you know, I don't want to negate the graffiti writer that's out there destroying killing. It's just still part of graffiti, you know, and, and some people might not agree with it, but it that's what graffiti is. So like to my boys out there killing and destroying, you know, I'm not saying not to do it, but for me, I have my own way of looking at how I write graffiti and my own ethics for it. Yeah, how um how long have you been writing for? Let's say ninety-three, I guess oh. would be a good start. Maybe even ninety one. Probably ninety-one. Like I have a picture of all of us um in ninety-three, all lined up down in Huntington Beach at the Huntington Walls when you used to be able to paint down there. I mean it was like all of us, um, circus Ditch item snow um, haunt
0: Psalm. Um, wow, uh, Psalm Psalm was out there. Yeah, rest in peace. R.I.P. You mean Psalm from Vegas? No, Psalm from Oxnard. Oh, okay. Because there's two different ones then. Because there's a, a OG writer from Vegas, uh, Psalm. This sounds a Psalm. Cool yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the same, but this dude from Oxnard, we knew from a long time ago, we were all from tough city squad then and tough city squad was the crew that you got into sort of before you got into CBS. Okay. It was like, we want to see what you got before we let you in CBS, you know? Right. Um, but a lot of us sort of liked being into the city squad just because, you know, uh, we were all in it together. We were all in it. Like we painted a lot back then. We stole paint. Oh my God. We stole so much paint. I wasn't as good as some of the other people, but man, (laughs) yeah, there was some, that was the only way we could paint that or the dollar paint from the swap meet at the rhodium, you know, man, I miss that
0: stuff. Yeah. That's that really, that just to like, you know, yeah, that, that really says uh, a lot about, you know, that dates yourself a lot. Um, a lot of people don't understand those dollar counts like that, or or anything like that, really. I mean, you know, uh,
1: when when I was younger, people that were older, I think were like, was it Charlie Frame, Whisk Risk? You know, those guys were all. I, I guess, like, you know, everyone gets to that place where you're a little bit older now and you know, seasoned in your field. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm there now. You know, but I'm gonna keep writing. I still love it. You know, I still love going out. I still love murals. I still like, you know, I still have to do illegal work. Like, I won't feel like myself. And to me, it's not graffiti unless it's illegal. Like, I think that if uh, you're gonna call yourself a graffiti writer, then you need to be doing illegal stuff. If not, you're kind of retired. You know?
0: Yeah. My I was speaking to a friend of mine. And it was in my crew. And I was like, yeah, um, you wouldn't believe who I'm going to speak to. And he was like, who? I was like, Tiki. And he was like, oh, that's sick, dude. And I was like, yeah. He was like, the statues and shit. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, here, hold up. Check out this picture real quick. And then he sent me a picture of your uh recent 3D that you did over there downtown.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Who was that dude? Uh My friend Spoil, one of my boys. Spoil.
1: Yeah. What up, spoil?
0: Good looking yeah. out. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's going to love that shit that you just said that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking badass. Um, yeah, uh, he sent me that picture and I was like,
1: your presence here is you're a, a local for sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I try and stuff. Some of them run. Um, I don't know. I have like a 30% success rate. Some landmarks out here. Yeah. You got some landmarks. I've seen some of them. I appreciate that. Yeah. What is your definition of a landmark, actually, to you? Something that's illegal,
1: that's going to stay there for a long time. But, it, you know, landmarks are amazing because it really needs to be handpicked by the writer. The writer needs to find the spot that the buff's not going to mm-hmm. notice or people aren't going to call it in or, you know, uh, something that they got high enough that no one's going to care about, like, Landmarks are amazing. If, I have a landmark that's been landmarking for, I think, about 15 years, and it's right next to LAX. Wow. On PCA on Sepulveda. And it's been there for a long – I remember the day I did it. And I had to, like, get into this business because the pole that I did it on was behind a fence, so I wanted it to be removed from the street or harder to get to anyway. And okay. it certainly worked out because it's been there for about 15
0: years. And, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> a, uh, it's a meat, it's guys. a, uh, it's a statue or a painting?
1: It's a giraffe. It's a stencil I did. It's a stencil of a giraffe that I did on a pole and it, it's been there for about 15. Years. It's still there right now. Wow. Like, I could walk up right now and take a photo of it. And I think, yeah, I did it a long time ago.
0: Are <laughs> right, does is everyone like side busting and like, Nobody's fucking with no, it at all because I told you it's behind a fence, so it's uh, hard to get
1: to. You have to break into the business to get to the pole. Wow, it's like three feet behind a, a fence, but you could still see it from the street. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why the giraffe? You see, what I mean, yeah, it's a giraffe.
0: I call it Giraffe. As yeah. Giraffe. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. that you were going to say that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like. Uh you could see it's some sort of i don't know trucking place that you have to get into, and there's barbed wire, but man, you know that's when I was a lot younger and <laughs> a lot more mobile. It's definitely getting old it's tough on the bones,
0: <laughs> oh my God, there was a post like that recently just i mean just yesterday uh bombing science put up um I don't know if you saw it they were they showed like this dude um he was like inserting these wooden pieces with slits in them and he put them into the fence and he like made a step stool out of it and just hopped right over. And it was interesting to see the comments of what writers think about that. Like writers that are active, their view on it and then writers that are older and their view of it. It's hilarious. If you were to read the comments, I, I need to see that.
1: I'll, I'll check it out when I get to it. Oh, it yeah. sounds like, yeah, you know, uh it just seems like, yeah, I know because there is two different mentalities. It seems like the graffiti writers that are older are used to putting in work and the effort, and it seems like these younger guys are trying to get famous by dissing this by a guy that's dope. You know, they'll come up and diss a piece of a guy that's dope because they think that they're going to get fame on that, and really, just no one's just going to like them. <laughs> you know, you are right. just asking for problems. Yeah, it, it, you know, but like I said, it's all part of what graffiti is. Graffiti is, in essence, freedom of speech. So if it's my freedom of speech to write my name here and for someone to write it, to cover it with a poster or buff it, that's also their freedom of speech as well. And the only way that I can deal with that is in an old-fashioned graffiti battle. Right. (laughs) I'm going to go and make sure that my name stays there and stays there and stays there until you quit buffing it or you quit, you know, crossing it out or whatever. But those are the choices I make, and I pick my battles. Trust me. Like I know when some are just useless, and and when I really need it to be serious. You know, it's part of the nature of graffiti to keep things fresh. The reason why right. graffiti is fresh is because there's always new pieces. Sometimes, right? Like I'm not saying, you know, like in the Arts District, there's the Mark Budet piece, and it's yeah. ancient. But yeah. because we love him, he's an OG. We're gonna keep it there. But. You know, it's, it takes the respect of the viewers to, to want it to stay.
0: Yeah, Um in comparison, in your opinion, are the, were the standards higher in graph when you were, when you were coming up?
1: I, I don't want to say it like that, but I'll say that people put in more work. People didn't rely on technology. Uh, people relied on motor skills and their brain. You know, and that's, that's what gave. That's what gave me joy to look at the work. Is, is seeing that this hand, this person did this piece. You know, not only did they do this piece, how the hell did they get up on that billboard? How did they do that rooftop? Uh, how did they get that front windshield scribe on the bus? Like you know, that that's that right there. The mystery and the adventure is one of the best parts about um, about being. A graffiti writer and wanting to know how someone else did it.
0: Yeah, I think people get it mixed up where, uh, they say that, um, oh, that's an, that graffiti, that's an art. That's an art. I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel that, uh, the art part of it is actually the getting up.
1: Mm-hmm. Most people think
0: that graffiti writers are opportunists.
1: They think that we just jump out of a car and catch a tag. And yeah, that may be that that happens, but. You know, most of the time I have to plan my in, my out, uh, how long I think it's going to take me to do it. Uh, how am I going to get my gear there? Like, there's there's so much planning that goes involved that people don't even understand. And then after all of that, you still got to perform. You know, we still got to make art after all that. Adrenaline rushing, watching your back. I mean, but that's all part of the thrill of it. That's, you know, the one thing that we do as graffiti writers is we get out of the studio. We, we're not confined to our four walls hiding out like other artists are. We are out there in the general public interacting with the public, um, being a part of, of the fabric of the urban landscape.
0: Yeah, um I don't know of any other art form that really has to take that approach. You can't get arrested for, <laughs> you know, for all of the elements that are... You know, to be a B-boy, um, I probably, I couldn't call myself a B-boy, but to, in all of the elements, I can't think of you getting arrested for breakdancing. Um, I can't see <laughs> you get arrested for rapping somewhere or DJing somewhere. But we're the only ones that, that get treated that way in the elements.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the old New York, Uh, breakdancers used to get harassed by police because I think like they were like, you know, causing scenes. Pulling out their cardboard and stuff, but the graffiti writers are the ones that are going to go to jail because there's actually like, um, damage that you can't undo. You know, like, that's part of it. But, like you commit as soon as that paint hits wall, boom, it's on. It's on right now. <laughs> right. That was part of the thrill though, uh, all part of the thrill, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I grew up without my father around. And so I had to find my own right of manhood. And being an artist and hanging out with other like-minded artists, it was part of being a man to go out there and be a graffiti writer and do these things that are illegal. And I'll tell you what, man, there would be times that I planned a mission and, and I wouldn't be able to sleep for the two nights before until the mission was over. <laughs> you know, it's right. just like, uh, but to me, that's you know that adventure just became part of the allure that graffiti has to offer.
0: Yeah. And then, um, probably couldn't sleep until you got your flick too. Right. <laughs> oh, dude, are you kidding? Yeah, no way. I'd stay up
1: until the sun came up. I'd be up early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me, uh, dude, one time, one time I went to go bomb this bridge. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, I was, it, the bridge goes over this water. It's in Marina Del Rey. And I, I was going to crawl up through the belly of the bridge and squeeze out on one of the pylons and and just kind of rock the spot right there on the pylon. And as I'm climbing up, I hear this, hey, hey, and I was like, what? I was like, what? And they're like, policía? And I'm like, no. And I shook my can, it started to rattle, and he goes, grafitos? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Come, come, come. Nice. And up there, man, they had, like, a full mattress, like a stove. Uh-huh. These dudes were living underneath the bridge, man. And they wanted me to, like, hang out. They're like, here, have a cigarette. You know, do you want something to drink? And like, yeah. Dude, that shit just doesn't happen, dude. That's fun stuff, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't really happen in Vegas like that. Um, I've met some cool bums. I've met some cool bums, but normally they, they're territorial and they want to fight a lot of the time because we burn their spots, you know? Uh, like in the tunnels? Yeah. I mean, I've met some cool ones. I'm sure you've met some cool ones too, but man, I, I've noticed that, uh, they are pretty aggressive. And when I speak I, to some people, they say the same thing.
1: I try not to talk to them logic. Logic's fucking nice, man. He he's nice to everyone. Like we were painting in the tunnels one day and this like it was way early. It was like five in the morning. And this dude rolls up and he's like, Hey, you got any money? Or hey, you wanna buy something? Hey, I got something to sell you you know, and Logic's like, No, no, thank you. Sorry. You know, and I'm like dude, why are you fucking talking to that guy? <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, it's, just, it's like, I'd rather not talk to them and they will get the hint. But logic's just so nice, dude. Like, it's, it's nice painting with him sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I interviewed him as well. And uh I don't know if you oh, saw. Awesome. Yeah, I have an episode of him. And uh yeah, he's pretty technical. I, I like his approach to his letters. Very sick bars.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I like your term, technical. Yeah, I think that that fits quite well. Yeah, he, and I, I like the signature style that he has. And, you know, he he's, he's done a lot. He, man, the thing about him, uh, Fed Up, uh, you know, those, those guys, they just, they, they don't stop painting. That every day it seems like they got a brand new piece. They just rock, you know, and like, it's so dope to see that kind of energy, and that's what I'm telling you. There might be a lull right now, but there's guys like up, uh you know float, like these guys they're gonna be the next level artists when the resurgence of graffiti happens again, you know, especially a lot of the guys from c b s you know, um uh, like griffin Griffin's such a dope painter and uh nose putos, you know, and of course, we're still seeing from Chaka. Yeah. You know, like, I can't believe. It. Did you see Chocolate rock that, um, uh, that heaven right yeah. there in, in downtown LA?
0: I thought it was a stunt. Oh, man, I thought it was a stunt. I thought somebody else, um, I thought he like had somebody, I thought he did it cause his style. And then, um, I was yeah. like, maybe, maybe he just like had a dude just stand up over there and just fucking pretend that he's painting it, but I guess he did it legit. And, uh. So funny. Yeah, I saw the print that he put out for that and I was like that's fucking awesome to see him still doing shit. I
1: mean fuck dude in, in the graffiti world that he's ancient. Like he's like you know, he's he's history already and now he's still out there killing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's that I wanna bring up, you know, like a lot of people used to ask me if they could get my posters and my stickers so that they could go put them up. But I never wanted them to do my work for me. When when I when you see my work, I want you to know that I stood there. I, I risked it. My hand touched this. You know, you, you lose the connection between the artist and the viewer when someone else is doing your work for you. You know, like when I went to Paris and I went to go see the Mona Lisa, the room was packed and the room was packed because, because the artist painted that, not the artist's assistant. You know, like this was your connection to the artist knowing that they touched this canvas. This is your view back into history right and that's what we do as artists when we write graffiti we're writing our own history on the city streets that's why landmarks are so important because they're going to be able to tell your history when you're not here anymore the one thing that we do as graffiti writers is we don't need a writer to write about us we are writing our own history into we're etching it into the city
0: feel me right that was very well put yeah um I've had people do that too. I've had people tell me like, Oh, can I, you know, can I have like, you know, some of your posters or whatever? I'm like, I mean, I might send some stuff out, but like, I don't want you to put it up. And I've said the same thing right. because I don't know where you're going to put right. it and I don't know who you're going <laughs> to offend because, you know, like you don't have to deal with the consequences that I have to deal with. I understand the politics. You might put it over some tag that you think is shitty, you know, and you think that it doesn't deserve to be there. And I'm the one that's going to deal with those consequences, not you. Yeah, I no, And
1: plus, you know, you you want to be the one that's putting your work up, man. You know? Like, so when people are, like, if somebody brings up a something I did, I somehow have this, I can recall just about everything I've ever done. If you bring it up to me and give me the location, I'll know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I might not be able to bring it up on my own, but I'll definitely be able to recall it if you give me a few details, you know. Right, and that's how people see me. You know, know how many times people get so excited, and you know, and it is sticking. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, man!" I didn't feel so far from home anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like, it you know, it, it's exciting. It's like people found something that others wouldn't see, and it's it it gives them an aesthetic experience, it's the same kind of experience you get when you see beautiful artwork it just it, and there it's hard to describe but somehow you keep coming back for more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um i thought it was really interesting too about um watching the video of you put your your head in in venice and like yes comparing it to how um how they actually move those heads around on the island did you mm. think about that as you were doing that
1: well, the one thing that I wanted to do, the one thing that I did accomplish to do is I, I didn't move it like they would, but I did use another sensibility of theirs. If you look at the heads on these Island, that are all facing away from the ocean uh, to symbolize that they don't care what's happening on the other side of the water. And so when I did place my big tiki head up in Venice, I wanted to make sure that it was facing away from the water as well. Yeah, but you know what, I'll tell you what, I had to make my t-, t head walk across that sand before I could get it up on that pillar down to Yeah. <laughs> my crew was dope, man. That, 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 that mission took three tries. Okay. It took three tries to do it. The first try was a, a complete failure and a man, a man got hurt. Oh. It, you know, like, yeah, I, I had no idea just how heavy of uh, how heavy the head was going to be and how hard it was going to be to get it up there. And uh this one guy, we actually almost made it happen on the first try. This homeless guy got up there on the top and started pulling it up by hand. And okay. then the rope broke. Damn. And he fell backwards and twisted around. He caught his hand on the top of the cone, but because the momentum of him was spinning, his wrist snapped off and he fell straight to the sand on his ribs. Uh-oh. I'm glad he hit the sand though because he could have hit one of those walls mm-hmm. and then really hurt himself. Uh, my crew was like Black Hawk down, man. They gathered everything. They got all the stuff. They got my tiki head. They got, they got all the tools and the materials and the ladders and they got it all out of there before the lifeguards, police, fire department and a whole bunch of other law enforcement entities showed up wow. to, to take care of the mm-hmm. fell in the sand. Yeah, in fact, the only person that got busted was Repent, and Repent only got busted because he went back there to make sure we didn't forget anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So it was cool. Yeah, it took three tries. The third try was the charm, and, uh yeah, that was a happy day for me. It was one of the most difficult things I'd ever done in my life, was getting that up there. It sat up there for a long time until they built a the new skate park, Damn. and then uh, they were able to knock it down with a crane. And, what? Uh, yeah. So.
0: That's kind of, I mean, it's kind of pointless to do that. I mean, I I thought it would be even better to just, you would think it'd be better and innovative to see, like, someone actually do that. I do not think that they would frown upon that. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the city was worried
1: uh, about it being some sort of hazard, even though it was, like, I I stuck, it, it was stuck up there with concrete and rebar. Like, it wasn't going anywhere. Like I said, they needed a crane to knock that down. People were using it to, to, to throw rope around and climb up. Yeah. You know, I even heard rumors about how some college students wanted to make a video about trying to steal it. You know? <laughs> <Like> yeah. How... <laughs> Funny. stories. But yeah, I, I, I got it. Someone sent me a photo of it sitting in the ground, but I was here in Las Vegas when it was in the sand. So I imagine it somewhere. Someone might have it mm-hmm. or they might not. Right. Uh, one of Someone, yeah, I have an eight-foot wooden tiki head that's out there, maybe somewhere as well. I'm not sure where that is, but yeah. maybe there's a lucky owner. <laughs> I've been starting to see some of my pieces show up on like, um, like Etsy, and like pieces that I don't have anymore, and I'm, it's quite surprising to me that people are finding value in it and trying to sell it. And I, I, um, I love them.
0: Thank you. <laughs> That's Yeah, that is a really good, that's a good compliment.
1: I've been working at it for a while. A lot of people think that I just showed up on the scene and, and, you know, every day is a great day as an artist for me, you know, but like people don't understand how much hard work it takes to be an artist and how much thick skin you have to develop and you still have to be happy about what you're doing at the end of the day. It's kind of like a marriage.
0: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Totally agree. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> I have a very love and hate relationship with this graph.
1: Yeah, my hate part is when I see someone dope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you I, what. Yeah, go. If ahead. you ever
1: hear me say, uh, I, I'm saying, if you ever hear me say, oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool. It's really not cool until you hear me say, I hate that. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You hear me say I hate that dude? <laughs> like, oh, they killed it. They, they, you know, they knocked it on the ground,
0: stomped on it, beat it up. You know, killed the All hell right. out of it. Murder. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how to get you to say that you hate me. Then I'm gonna figure that out. Hell yeah! No, that's cool. I, I get and, it though. I. Get by it. the
1: way, that latest piece you did really dope, man. That that was a green. uh It was really organic. I I really liked viewing that last piece that you did, I think. It's one of your most recent posts, I think, right now. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Let me see here.
0: Was it a roller?
1: No, it was graffiti letters.
0: Oh, really? It was a green background.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Then you might have saw it on my story. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a dope piece. Thanks, yeah, here's man. a, I think this is video of you, uh, like sketching oh, it
0: out. Yeah, that piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. That wasn't, it might, it might have uh, expired on the story, but I did do another one. Yeah. You did one that was really, really organic. Like it had like, you know, shapes within the shapes, uh, repetitive yeah. shapes, like. Yeah. Really if you, like Thanks. Yeah. If you see, um, I connected the O and the E on that one, the one, I believe the one that you're talking about. And, uh, I did it. I did it with a bug sprayer. The fill-in was done with a bug sprayer. Sick. Yeah. That's fucking sick. So, you know, like,
1: I've you know, painting pieces takes time. Yeah. And as a graffiti writer, we don't really have a luxury of that, especially if we're trying to do something illegal. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kept thinking about how can we speed this up? How, you know, I kept, it's like that, I watched this Bruce Lee movie, and he's like, yeah, it's taking too long to to defeat the enemy. It needs to be quicker, we have to do this. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of an application to graffiti. And so, like, what I want to do is I want to be able to do my outline, get a quick fill, and then use, use like, a fat cap okay, to create lines all in one, you know, all in one motion. So I'm not sitting there trying to chop up this outline and make it look perfect. I'm trying to use the fat cap and let it do its job. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so inside, and then I could use these letters over and over again as well and just change the colors match. Right. Yeah. Cause I want, I just, I hate that it takes so long. Like it takes at least four to six hours to do just a piece. And yeah. as a writer, we should be able to knock these out a lot faster, but you know, what's going on is that, people are able to walk right up to it now so we don't want to show too many imperfections True. so we're sitting there trying to chop it up like yeah. we were uh we were all painting at the palms and so i man, it took me a whole week to finish my piece yeah because right. I, I wanted to make sure it was all polished mm-hmm. and clean i'm like you, people are going to be able to come up with a magnifying glass right <laughs> but plus we were all having a good time you know like yeah, it, it, it's always great. You know, that's the other part of graffiti that's the dopest part is the camaraderie with brothers. You know, being at the graffiti yard painting together, laughing, talking. It's almost like our own barbershop, but for graffiti. Man, <laughs> like, totally. Where we can chop it up, be cool, laugh, talk about shit we can't talk about with <laughs> other people <laughs> yeah. or people won't understand. It's that brotherhood that, that's really amazing. Yeah, it's like a fraternity. It's just too bad, Indeed. It's definitely a a fraternity, a brotherhood fraternity. And, you know, some of these girl writers are are doing, uh, I don't even want to say it like that. Let me just say that I think Jerk's laying it down in L.A., Mm -hmm. uh, doing some great work. And uh, we'd like to see some more of that out there, you know, and not not just us dudes like to paint. And we'd like to see some of your work coming out, you know. Yeah. Like I said, it takes effort. It's dirty. It's a dirty art. Like, mm. I, I, man, I don't know what it is. I It used to not bother me, but now I have to cover my arms, and my face when I paint. Like, I can't stand having the overspray all over me. Mm. It's just like, ah. Uh, but before, I would just, like, let it just go wherever I wanted to. So I can see why a lot of folks might not want to be involved in spray painting because it's it's kind of a dirty, you know, it's filthy. You know, right. Not to mention the places that we go and paint sometimes and crawl through to get to and climb through Yeah, there's a bunch of times I've been on the ten freeway, walking through spider webs and ivy in between trees, trying to get to the wall I'm trying to rock. Man,
0: (laughs) definitely, yeah. I I love wheat paste, though it's very frowned upon. But um, I think it's a very useful it's very useful skill to have.
1: We need we need more rebels today, man. Everyone's too busy conforming to what's going on. We need more people to stand out and not blend in. I'm
0: gonna stop there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was like, yeah, don't give away too much of the secrets right there.
1: <laughs> you, just some, you know, like, we need more people that are, that are punk rock. Like, we need, we need more people to stand. It's like everyone's too afraid to have their own opinion anymore, and they just want to blend in, you know, like,
0: and, uh, natural selection's making itself very evident. Yeah, that's true. It's very profound. Yeah. Well, what are your views on, cause uh, I don't know if a lot of people understand what's going on with this AI and this AI art generators and all that stuff. And maybe graffiti writers probably don't care. But, um, coming, coming from, you know, where I come from and at least my approach to, to art, I guess you could call it in general or design, it's getting really scary to see where it's going right now with AI art generators. And how do you feel about that?
1: You know, I saw an app that was like this before. And uh, the, the technology didn't really work the way that I wanted it to. It's like the advert, It's like a children toys commercial. You see the commercial and you think the toy can do something incredible. And then you get it and you're like, "Yo, what happened to the incredible? you know, um, the way that I hear it, you have to still need a human operator that understands the terminology that comes with the art education and background. Um, is that, as I know it, you have to put in keywords that try to tell the AI what you're looking for and what
0: you're trying to achieve. Yes. Uh, they're called, uh, prompts. Prompts. Okay.
1: Yes. I haven't done this myself and I, you know, I have no desire to, and, and I, I basically don't because, you know, I, I draw, I, I do my work. I do my own work, you know, and the fact of the matter is it's taken me decades to, to master my skill. And you don't really have to work decades if you have that app to you, <laughs> like you can just, but I still, it's still not quite working right. Have you seen some of the fingers? Right. Check this out. Uh, yeah. You know, and you'll see that the AI, Kind of gets confused. Like there was this guy that was wearing a colored shirt and then he had a colored jacket on the outside of that and somehow they blended both of the colors together as one. Okay. And if you, if you weren't paying attention, you might, you might miss that. I,
0: I had seen one where, um, this guy was doing examples and he said, let's do, let's, he said, uh, let's make up something that nobody's ever seen before. And he put in these prompts. He said prompts, um, Taj Mahal in the style of Van Gogh or Van Gogh. And, nice. um, and, and he said, uh, yeah, I had to flex a little bit for, for, for the audience, just a little bit, but, um, they, they, he pulled it up and it was straight up like Starry Night, but with Taj Mahal and they could like, he even crisped it out. He even like zoomed in on it. You could see the brush strokes. You could see Mm. it was so detailed that it scared me. You know,
1: one thing that I wanted to bring up is that it was that detail. I mean, the detail is only as deep as your screen. I I still think that if people tried to download and print this and even print it on a canvas, it still would not have the same appeal as a hand-painted canvas or a hand-painted piece. Um, AI work was inevitable, Uh, you know. Especially with the technology growing at its rapid rate, I still think people will prefer hand drawn or hand painted works, meaning originals. There's something about an original that you can't get from anything else. No one else has it. It was like what NFTs were supposed to be before they obviously failed. Um, You know, right now people are just using digital images. If you download and print the AI digital file, it still won't translate the way a hand-painted painting on canvas would. You're okay. still not getting the feel. You, you know, I used to see Van Gogh in, in, in books and magazines, and I didn't really get it until I saw one in person. When you see how he's just carved the, the life into that canvas with this brush, you know, you don't get that feeling by book, by photograph, uh, by digital image. You only get that aesthetic experience by viewing the original in person with your own eyes. This AI is, is going the long way around the barn. Anyway, it's, it's like we're developing all this technology and machinery to do something we could do. If we just gave ourselves a little time to learn to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's like skipping steps. It's like we were saying when I was talking about the effort that's not being put in these days. It's like, how can we avoid the effort? How can we avoid the work? And, and, and people don't understand that it's the work that's rewarding. Even though it's difficult, that's what is the reward actually in the last place. Yeah. I mean, instant gratification is a deadly drug. And, and that's what I feel this app is. It's more about instant gratification. How can I do something and not take any time or care about doing it? You know, they're all going to blend into each other. It's gonna be similar to a filter like in Photoshop and and it's gonna be something that it's not perceived as good. I feel it's gonna be perceived as something that's quite generic. Um there's an old prof- um philosopher named Baudrillard, in fact you see his book in in the background and The Matrix and and he comp he he claims in simulacra, which means that um everything in reality with its symbols and its signs um and and the human experience is a simulation of reality like everything's just a copy of a copy on top of a copy and um that's sort of what this ai is it's removing you from reality it's taking you into a place that's like you know in other words the matrix it's just a simulated world it's it in a lot of ways it's not real you know when when messaging and texting first came out a lot of people didn't consider that real conversation because you weren't using your voice. Mm. But now it's simulation of a conversation and people buy it. Uh, people live by the words that are used in text messages. True. You know, so it's just, it's just taking you again away from reality. And that's what this AI is doing. You're you're developing machinery and all of this stuff to do the work that you could actually do if you
0: just took the time to do it. Right. And it's not necessarily original. It's always going to be derivative. Well, you're
1: always taking from another artist anyway. You're stealing. And especially to a graffiti writer, which we call biting, that's the last thing you want to do is steal from someone else and claim it's yours. You know, like, (laughs) wouldn't it be great if it was your prompt, the name of your name that's the prompt? (laughs) <laughs> that goes yeah. in there, you know, or how would you feel if they used your name as a prompt? It's, I feel, I would feel like they're stealing. For me, I spent a lifetime developing this, and now you, you're treating it as, as if it's a novelty, as it's um, you know, it, it's not worth being masterful anymore.
0: Yeah, um, I like when I, that piece that I sent you, that green piece uh, oh, yeah. in, the, in the DMs. Uh, we now we don't even really have to say who it looks like. I don't let's think, see, hold on, hold on, hold on, this but it looks like that and I'm not trying to shit on the guy at all. And, um, I'm not really trying to like point him out as a biter or anything like that. But when you look at that, Are you talking looks, about the camera, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. look at it fast and you squint, that's even the middle of it looks like a V, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I, I like the style. Don't get me wrong. The style is dope. I like it and when you look at it up I'm sure the details are like fun as hell to look at but I don't know like um, I don't know if that's frowned upon because when I looked at it I thought it was you know what I'm saying.
1: I'll tell you what man, there there's some people that have a, I don't want to say like a TV head but they have a head and I can't help but think they look pretty damn similar mm-hmm. oh, you know okay. and it's it's like they send me photos of their work hoping that I'll like like them and like be okay with it. And I, I don't know what to do sometimes, man. Cause I don't know if it's a compliment or if, you know, like, I, I don't know what to do, but I've worked really hard at, at making my own branding. And I, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, people aren't taking the time to put in their own work and effort and they're just trying to take something from someone else. And clearly, I mean, I mean, it's clear that this style looks very familiar. You don't is, know is what there, his
0: intent was. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's in the intent.
1: But are, are you, are you trying to honor another writer or are you trying to take this writer's style and adopt it as your own is really the question, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it really kind of boils down to that. And then, I mean, or are you just, you know, or Maybe you just uh I don't know
0: is there parallel thinking you know
1: i I only think you know when, when it comes to writing, we're either you know I'll tell you what when I was growing up or when I was first starting to write, I tried to write like risk, I tried to make my letters like risk, um I tried to imitate his style of course i I eventually grew into my own, but That's where I started out, but this writer here looks like a seasoned writer already. Doesn't look like he's starting out, you know? Okay. Yeah. You you feel me? Like so. Yeah. And it also, it also
0: seems very, um, as much like it's definitely the structure of what, what he's trying to go for. The structure, Mm -hmm. structure wise. Yeah. You got that on point, but I can see where some lines could probably go a little bit longer or certain things could be extended or a little bit of flair could be added to it. It's not. So it seems, it, it seems very derivative. I don't know. It could be wrong. It, it just
1: could be an honest, like I was saying, nothing's original and somehow subconsciously when we do work, things that we like come out in it. So it could just be an honest piece of work that this person put it out without trying to look like someone else and, by happenstance, it just does. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know this person.
0: You yeah. Know? Uh, and is it okay? You know, is it okay if it's not intentional? You know what I'm saying? It's a weird question. It's not even well, really a question to answer. It's kind of rhetorical, but. Well, Cause if you do a man, like, it's weird, but, uh, I was talking about as examples. Um, if you, if you do manslaughter and then there's involuntary manslaughter, is there involuntary biting? And does it matter if it was involuntary or not?
1: I actually think that that's part of the point I was trying to make earlier, is that sometimes we're influenced by other people and we have no idea how influenced we are. Most, you know, not you, but there's a lot of poster artists and a lot of stencil artists that all they do is just steal artwork. Mm. They take another person's artwork and it looks like their artwork. And they just put it on a poster or make a stencil. So, I don't know, man. You know, it's really opened up. I guess it just depends. Like, if you're mad at someone, or not. <laughs> you know, if you like, if you support them, you're probably not going to worry about those things. And if you don't support them, then I'm sure they're going to be like flags to you, waving in the wind, going, "Call me out on this! Call me oh, out!" Oh my god! Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jean Miro and um, what's her name uh, her last name's Eames she was a designer and she used to do abstract art and it just so happened that her abstract art looked like Jean Miro's abstract art and she had said when two like-minded artists are doing artwork sometimes they can come out with something that looks the same so that could also be something that's happening within the appropriation which I guess you could say is an is an involuntary act you know, like, um but, you know, being graffiti writers, we're sort of like a little more aggressive on our approach and we're less conservative about what we think when we see something look so similar. Our right. first thought is, I do bit that, you yeah. know, but if you think it out, there could be a lot of different reasons. But you know what? The first one's usually the right one, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Occam's razor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, I I really appreciate your time. Is and um is I'm actually like fucking regretting having to shut this off and shit. So I appreciate your time, like for real. And uh, is there any like um? We'll do a follow up for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's been really enlightening for real. And uh, is there any like a future project? I guess you'll let me know. But um, is there anything that you could tell the viewer the the listeners? To oh, forward to? Yeah,
1: you can start looking towards that, um, that concrete pillar in
0: Venice. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Man, you gotta like really document the shit out of that one too. Like I'm the whole process. To- that would be so badass.
1: Yeah. That's why I don't even want to talk about it because right now it should be being filmed if I'm talking about it right now. You know what I mean? Like I want to, yeah. I want, I'm trying to get a crew together that can, can be around for the whole thing because I, I think it'll be like a, a seven day, like, well, we still got stuff to do and no one knows how I did it the first time except for the people that were there
0: and they've been keeping a really good secret and I like to keep that secret yeah, as well. For sure. Yeah. No, definitely, man. I'm looking forward to it. And, um, where can anybody, if they want to hit you up for anything custom or any art pieces from you, where can they get a hold of you?
1: Oh, you can hit me up on my IG, TikiJ1, spelt out, T-I-K-I-J-A-Y-O-N-E, Instagram. But I do also have a personal website. That's TikiJ1.com, T-I-K-I-J-A-Y, the number one, dot com. You can see some work there, professional work and graffiti work. And I think there's contact information also on that page. Man, I really appreciate it. I got some uh, shout outs really quick. CBS Crew, WAI Crew, Rest in Power, Taser, Search, Skate, Sumps, Rest, to my old school homies, Big Five, Circus, Gozer93 out in Chico, Rock77, Touche, Plek, Haunt, Repent, Canner, Snow, John, some of the newer homies, Fed Up, Logic, Liquid, Mars, Worth, Tripidity, favorite artist? Out there? Or, uh, no, you know, don't worry about that, but I also want to step up to the poster homies. Smog City, Project Rabbit, and Branded. Keep out rocking. Um, Big Up Knox. I can't forget the the homeboy Jack Stone. Jay Stone, high-ranking member of the Can-Do crew. Um, animator for Star Trek Prodigy, Cuphead, Sarah's Nickelodeon, uh, Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Keep on drawing, dude. Uh, and, uh, Tiki J1, and I'm out.